It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Yeah, I'm sorry! Um, are you aware of Nino's thing today? Yeah, I saw a post. Are you gonna go? Yeah. Are you gonna go? I work till 9. Uh, I mean, it starts at like 8.30ish. We're just gonna go support him. You are correct. Why? It's perfection. It's perfection. It seems like a weird a name, name for that game. So basically, yeah. you don't remember this one? I don't. So it's this board, and there's all there's like 24 of these yellow shapes, and you have to match the shape and put it in the hole. I'm gonna show you a picture here. You're gonna recognize it immediately. That thing. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. If you can see that on my phone, yeah. That was. That was the worst because you had to get all the pieces in. Well, it had, it had that like janky eighties timer that like you turned it down and like and it would start slowing down as it got towards the end, so you knew that the end was coming and and then it would just explode. Then it would pop and then you have to clean up the game. I do remember that. Yeah, that was anxiety inducing. Well, and a lot of those games were. They call it perfection. What was ostensibly fifty two card pickup, but just with like little game pieces. But there was a pop though too. But with the timer. The audio. Yeah. Dread of the thing. I yeah. think that's where a lot of like bomb defusal guys got their start. <laughs> perfection. Yeah, they, they were really, really fucking good at perfection. Good investment for the fifteen dollars. Yeah. The other one that I struggled with as a child was Old Maid. I used to play it with my granddad at the cabin in Colorado, and it he it didn't matter what he did, he would all try those, to slide Old Maid All of the words in that down. sentence make you sound like a spinster. <laughs> I used to play old mate, the cabin in Colorado <laughs> with my grandmother. Spinster. <laughs> who, who says spinster anymore? We would knit quilts. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks for derailing that entire story. Sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. No, what I'm done. Saying? I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I do now. I want to sit in my spinster life. <laughs> What's in this, by the way? Water. Wine. Straight vodka. That's Pure I'm green alcohol. Smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't my mess around here. <laughs> yeah, no. No, the, well, it's interesting. Again, we're back to Zoobly Zoom. I asked the question today, like, what shows or movies that you saw as a kid that today you look back on, it's like, that is the creepiest thing in the entire world. Mm. There was a show called Zoobly Zoo uh, featuring Ben Vereen, okay. but they dressed not completely like animals. It was like half, Avery compared it to Cats, the musical. I do remember that. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, that was a bad, like, bird people. It was creepy. Yeah, yeah, it was really creepy. Yeah, but it's, um, there's a lot of scary things we watched as kids that we just accepted. I think a lot of it was, like, it was experimental in the sense that, like, they didn't know exactly, like, is, is this going to be cool for kids? Or are kids going to, like, love this? Because, I mean, like, I mean, the Muppets works. I mean, like, yeah. who's to say that But some of those that were creepy. Work, you know? I was scared yeah. of Sam the Eagle. Scared me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> kind of does now. Well, I, I mean, don't know. He's a little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? Um, he was Sesame Street, but it was Don Music. Don Music. Do you remember yeah, that I guy? That. He he played the piano, and every time he screwed something up, he'd just go no and like slam his head down on the keyboard. I do remember that. He was a little uh, yeah. and the newscaster guy. What was yeah. his name? The uh, for me it was the the the, the Gorgs on mm. Fraggle Rock, the really big guys. Yeah, I did not like those, and now my kids are into that show, and, and I, I I still do not like them. The remake? 
Yeah, well, the remake, they're less... There's a remake. Yeah, they, a remake. they made a new one. They've kind of rebooted. It's actually quite good. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's quite good. But Done the, the same way? It's very much the same way, just better puppets, better puppetry. It's kind of a modern-day story and that's that kind cool. of thing. So really we ultimately, ultimately refer to our uh, little dog, Mola, as, uh, as a fraggle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she looks like a fraggle, so I have to check that out. That was a good show. It was a good show. Do you guys remember today's special? We, oh, just we just talked about, about that. that. What? We literally just brought yeah. it up. Nobody knows that show. No, oh, yeah. It, yeah. that's a creepy one. Yeah. It, is, it is kind that's, of, but it was. It's also I really liked that show. I, I loved it as a kid. Muffy it the was, Mouse, yeah. and there's the mannequins that would come to life. And was there the puppet yeah. guy, or am I thinking of a different? I think there are multiple. There was there was yeah there was a lot of different characters. Like a big beard, maybe it's a, that's a different Nickelodeon. Hmm. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, it, came, it came around. Somebody the same else time brought as... up David the Gnome recently. Remember David the Gnome? It was on Nickelodeon. Animated, it was wasn't animated. It? And, I watched it. Yeah, it was not really into gnomes because I'm a spinster. <laughs> I like this. You just don't know. Haha. <laughs> think a gnome person. No. Were you a Sesame Street kid? Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah. Yeah. Who was your we're being joined by a truck today, yeah. so I don't know if you can always, hear that. They always pick the most If you just pipe in like truck here? sounds throughout the whole show, then nobody yeah. will know. That will stand out. Like, we're, we're in the middle of this. This is an on-the-street interview. Yeah. I mean, I liked, uh, I liked Big Bird, uh, Bert and Ernie, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I liked, I liked all those guys. Yeah. It was, you know, uh, Cookie Monster was really you know, popular in our household. Do you remember yeah. the little girl that sang along with Kermit? They were doing the ABCs. I think I showed this to you. Yeah. And she'd go, A, B, C, D, Cookie Monster. And then she just burst into giggles. Yeah. It is the cutest yeah, thing in the world. Yeah, there's a YouTube clip out there. Of, it's very, very cute. I'll little girl. Yeah. And what's the little, there was a little boy too, like John John. John John talked with, maybe it was Grover. I'll have to pull that one up. They were oh, I think cutest little oh, At the kids. end, it's like, I love you, I love you too, or yeah. something like that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. 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 There, there's this amusement park in Pennsylvania, Sesame Place. Mm, yeah. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. And so we used to go there when uh, we were kids, like okay. when we were little. And so, I mean, Sesame Street was huge. Yeah. yeah. I loved it, you know? Yeah. Just the characters cool. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had a little rubber duck. Yeah, it's from it's from it's from Ernie. Yeah. You're the you know one. I mean? You make bath time lots of fun. That's true. I was also a Toys R Us kid. Sorry, I just learned about. I <laughs> thought sing, about how dirty that, that sounds right now. Well, yeah. I don't want to grow up. I was Toys R Us. I used to sing that all the time when I was a kid. Toys R Us closed it's, down. It's yeah. still kind of you know rings true for me. They're, yeah. they're back with I think Macy's. Oh. There's like a collaboration yeah, they got like an experiential type thing. Yeah. It's kind of a small version of. I drove by uh, like a. You know, an abandoned Toys R Us a couple months ago. Yeah. All the sign signage was gone, but it still had like the, the colors on it. Yeah, made me sad. Yeah, you know what else made me sad? sad? Going to Kids R Us when I was little. Yeah, they're always right next to the Toys yeah. R Us, and you think, oh, it's gonna be toys, but we got to go in there and buy oh, clothes. It's like the babies R Us. So yeah, yeah, they had Kids R Us, and then there's okay. babies R Us. Yeah, it's like you're there, like you're so close to all the toys in the world. Instead, you're like shopping you have for. To be getting Mom, can we go look at the toys? Mm. No. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. beckoning you. It seemed like it was different lighting. Like there was just this glow where the toys were, but then like, more you know dimly what? lit. Yeah, <laughs> almost <laughs> certainly was. There's there's probably something that they would do. Probably they do that in like grocery stores where they'll pipe in like scents so that you smell certain things and it makes you hungry for certain things. Really? Yep. They do that in Target. If you walk in the front door of Target, it smells like popcorn. 
every target. Yes. That's, that's, Don't that's they fake. have popcorn, that's, though? That's, that's a fake smell that they it's pipe not. in there so that you walk in there and you're immediately But they sent have popcorn. They do sell popcorn, yes, but they pipe that in there. Interesting. So yeah. When, so I, when I think of popcorn, I think of, uh, you remember Hill's department store? Oh, yeah. yeah that was like the first Hills one. Hill's is I where ever, the toys are. Yeah. That's yeah. the first one I ever remember. I mean, there's many, I'm sure, but it's the one I remember is having like the concessions mm. in the front and go in yeah. and you get the popcorn and you go in. Did you always get popcorn when you were there? Not always, but often. See, I think that that's one of those things where it's like, especially if you have kids, you do it one time, you're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. there, there was another place, and I can't remember where it was, but. You know how they do the, um, the ice cream sundaes and the uh, the upside down baseball helmets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The yeah. Little helmets. There was a, some department store we used to go to, and they had those. They had those. That was yeah. awesome. Mm. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. There's certain desserts that always bring back. Yeah. Yeah. I was at the mall the other day and lamenting just kind of the loss of the mall experience in general. Just like, yeah, know, like it's very different. Yeah. It's I see why it's going the right the way that it is, mm-hmm. and I'm not like, oh, I wish malls would come back. I mean. They're, you know, kind of gross in retrospect, but... I, mean, I still love them. I do, do too. I do. I, there's I something about the atmosphere. The mall, yeah. Just for fun. Hanging yeah. out with your friends, going to the mall. Yeah, and just like, you know, spending hours just going down to the... Just going through the bookstores or game stores, wherever it is. Uh-huh. I think because I worked in malls uh, for so long. Yeah, I, never, I never worked nope. at a mall. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't like... I mean, they were always just a specific store, so it wasn't like, oh, I go to the food court. I'm like, I mean, that wasn't... Yeah. But gosh, I worked... Because I worked retail... The same place, senior year of college, for another ten years after that. Mm. Oh my God! Sugarbush Gourmet gift basket. <laughs> hey, Macaulay's. <laughs> yes, it was yeah, fun. I never worked retail. That's uh. not a bad thing. Closest ever came was like record stores, but that's that's fun. That's fun though. I just I just watched. Um, oh, not say anything. What's the other one? John Cusack. High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Oh man, yeah, movie's yeah. great. Such a great movie. It has a Bruce Springsteen cameo. Uh, yeah. I thought of you Which when I amazing. saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that's your that's your dude. That's my dude. Bruce, come on the podcast. Okay. Is that on the table? Bruce, is, please. Please. Today's episode brought to you by uh, Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. <laughs> Thank you, and Jesse, for bringing Tim Hortons. <laughs> Thank you. Tim Hortons, come on and sponsor Tim, us. <laughs> Tim, we'd love to have you on. Is Tim uh, a, a person? Do yeah. we know? I assume I that started. there is a person named Tim Hortons. I realized as I was typing Tim Hortons to you, I like I had no idea how to spell Hortons. <laughs> I was like, is it E N O N? Like you see the title of the title? I had no idea it's, what I was what I was it's writing. It's O N, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I misspelled it. Tim Horten. Horten. <laughs> that sounds like an alien trying to duplicate our language. Tim Horten. I am going to Tim Hortens. <laughs> Would you like a coffee? <laughs> anyway, so we're we're with Jesse. What is this like? Number five. I think you beat Dino. Be I don't think I've been I on that many four. times. I thought it was three. It might be three. It might be three. three. I think it's three. He's giving you more. I need to pump up those numbers. He's never been on before. <laughs> First time. Yeah. So. I need to beat Dino. <laughs> no, you beat... I think you beat Dino. No. Maybe not Dante. I think Dante's mm. four or five now. Four at least. But Dino's reserved for like the milestone shows. I know. You we know gotta, what I mean? We gotta so get like, back up there. Yeah. So. Dante is just like anytime Dante does which is like pretty pretty much anything which is all the time and he does incredible things (laughs) he does wonderful things but yeah yeah. but yeah Yeah. so this is you're a frequent flyer on that show yes you get your mileage I do yeah I do and I get free coffee yeah as well thank you Tim (laughs) Ward was it (laughs) (laughs) is that a nice coffee 
or soda? Just an iced coffee. Oh. Black. Okay. No, no what time of year do you start the iced coffees? Um, right about now. Yeah. You know, even though it's a little chilly today, um, I get. I start right when they, they they'll still give you that look like, are you serious? You want an iced coffee now? Okay. Yeah. I don't do it through the winter. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I usually stick with the hot. But hmm. you know, as soon as I, as soon as we hit like mid sixties for the first time, then it's like, all right. Yeah. I'll yeah, order, I will start wearing shorts. Nope. Yeah. I'll start ordering iced coffees. I don't do iced coffee. Can't do it. Yeah. I like it hot. Yeah. Some like so, it hot. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> so, anyway. How are you? I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots going on. Yeah, it's been... Well, last time I was on was probably... It might I mean, it's be been close. Over, it might be close to a year. No, it's been over. It's been over a year. Been over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a year and a half maybe. No. We have no concept of time. Yeah, anymore. No. No. No, it's been you know a lot. You know a lot. A lot has. I think when you started St. Russell is when you came. Yeah. Up. Yeah. A lot has changed yeah. since then. A lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> like me personally. Yeah. And then just in the world, as a whole. Was that during? That was during COVID, though, wasn't it? I think it was right at the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. It takes a special kind of stupid to start like an event and pop up company. During, you have during no idea how many people I have talked to that have done exactly Absolutely. that. Though. And you know what? I was hearing this the other day. You hear the the great resignation thing that that goes yeah. on. And it, but there's a lot of people who are saying it's not really a resignation. It's it's a, it's the great exploration of mm-hmm. what do you want to do with yeah. the rest of your time, that, that whatever time you have and. Well, you know, and we are you were happy doing what you're doing, and could you be doing something better? And that's I did the same thing. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this entire table yeah. kind of landed in that world, so which yeah. is good. Well, and also seeing like the things that I'm doing for this company or this person or this whatever, I could be doing on my own. Yep. And better. And for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, that's the dream for so many people. It takes a while to kind of build up to that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's. I guess my mindset was kind of, if I could get something established as as a company during such mm-hmm. a difficult time, then, all right, well, maybe I'm onto something, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I can make it whenever things are a little bit more open yeah. and easy, sure. you know, in the, in the hospitality industry, at least. Hospitality. What I think hospitality is going to come roaring back, you know, it, it's already it is, roaring yeah. back, yeah. And, and when it comes back in full force, I think... You're going to be positioned well for it. So. I think so. I hope so. I'm excited about it. I've, uh, I've got um, some stuff I'm doing going out back to Jersey, um, where I'm originally from, and uh, doing an event in New York, a couple events in uh, North Jersey, talking about doing something down in Florida next fall. Um, you know, all kind of revolving around St. Russell Productions and kind of the niche that I've carved out for myself and like. You know, with the, with the, my book, punk mm-hmm. rock and cocktails yeah. and that kind of thing. You know, um, I enjoy very much uh, being somebody that people look at as like, oh yeah, that's kind of like the punk rock dude that bartends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, uh, it's like two of my favorite things. Yeah. So, yeah. for people to think of me in that capacity, it was like mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. So that is cool. it lends itself toward events. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very easily. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're a brand. I mean, that's that's your thing now. Sorry. But yeah. <laughs> There's a table leg right here. Sorry, yeah. I'm awkwardly sitting. I know. We can't make the table float without legs. That's Why? weird. We don't we have the do technology. Anything. Don't have the technology yet. We're limited by the technology of our could hang it from the ceiling. That'd be weird. But, you know. You could. Then it'd be 
difficult to move out of the room. You know? yeah. Bang your head on the table. You could lay on it and swing, though. That'd be cool. You'd be limited. That would be fun. Uh, to certain angles that you could like, lean yeah. into it. You know? <laughs> like, my luck would be like right here. Or if we're both leaning on the table, it's going to start swinging that direction <laughs> away from us. So, yeah. Especially with you know all your camera equipment. That'd yeah. be safe. So that's why we have table legs. Oh. This today, Today's episode brought to you by table legs. <laughs> the more you know. And Tim Hortons. <laughs> Tim Hortons. <laughs> Come on the show, Bruce. Wow. We're, we're just going to get a lot of sponsorship yeah. from this one yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heather Graham is not welcome, though. I didn't bring it up this time. <laughs> um, I feel kind of, I mean, everybody started to make me feel bad about this. I think she's a fine actress. I have no qualms with her. Thank you. Anyway, so... <laughs> it's going to be... Tough to undig that hole. I know it is. I know. <laughs> and I know, knowing my luck, I'm going to meet her. Someday. Someday she's she's going to just show up and be like, Are you Krista? <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to kick you down and roll her she, skate all over top she of you. Well, there'll be like a 45 minute fight scene that happens. <laughs> like with the. No offense, I think Heather Graham could probably take you. Mmm. I don't know. I, I imagine she's probably in pretty tip-top shape. You've been fighting, though. You've been doing I've a been pretty fighting. good job. You've been doing the boxing I'm actually thing. fighting. I'm kicking a bag. It the doesn't bag kick is, back. Is it fighting back? No. no. Well, then you're kicking the shit out of that <laughs> thing, I tell you, you that one of the coaches was like, are you putting a face on that thing? Because is it my face? Uh, I was like, sorry. I get into it. I'm not a violent person, but mm, there's something about it. Do you ever punch, box? Did mm-hmm. you ever do that? Mm-hmm. It's fun. It really is. Yeah. Sparred a little bit. Sparred. My day. Sparred. I like that. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I I have a friend that is um, a very skilled fighter mm-hmm. in MMA. And uh, before I moved uh, to Columbus, I would uh, train with him and spar mm-hmm. with him. And, oh, wow. And, um, you know, he took it easy on me a little bit, but not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's one thing to, like, throw a punch. It's another to take the punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um yeah. Yeah, I don't want yeah. that part of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't really want to get hit. It's. I mean, it, it was awesome in a way really? because, you know, when I was younger, obviously you get in fights and whatever, and you don't know. Well, I did. Me, me, I've got a brother, and we would fight each other, and we fight other people, and mm-hmm. just full of piss and vinegar. Yeah. Um, so you learn how to throw a punch. Mm-hmm. It's not inaccurate or uh, you know the proper form. Right. Um, uh, you learn how to take a punch. You know, but whenever you actually learn the technique. And the discipline behind it, and how to block things, and, mm-hmm. the, and the reasoning behind the different strikes—it's—it's—it's hmm. uh, it's, it's fascinating. It's it makes you better, you know. Like yeah. I hope I never have to get in another fight. Yeah. But I'm ready. Let's <laughs> go. I was told I shouldn't fight because I might kill somebody if I punch them too hard. So you know, I have to swear to pacifism. That's my go. thing. It's different. You don't want to come out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> my Not again. Like, I can't handle yeah. it. We would pull hair, but we never. Physically fought that I recall. I you remember and your hair sister? Pull- yeah, hair pulling. You ever slap each other or anything? I don't think so. I'll have to ask her. Me and my brother would beat the shit out of each other. Really? I mean, like it's a brother thing. Just, like to draw blood? Or? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, and my poor mom, you know, um, trying to break it up. But it really it toughened us up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it makes you, you know, not afraid of having to handle yourself in a real situation. Hmm. Yeah. Because he's my younger brother, but I mean, he's only two years younger than me, two and a half yeah. years. So we're the same size growing mm-hmm. up. And 
I'm embarrassed about all the fights we got in front of so many people over the years. But I think to this day, both of us, you know, would be benefited from it in the long run. You know, yeah. so we're, we're some would say more mature now, and yeah. you know, and, and like I said, hopefully never get in a fight again. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to fight. It sucks to yeah. get hit. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you know. But to be able to handle yourself is, you know, and actually having the training is, is nice. My uh, six-year-old uh, nephew is uh, taking karate, and he's working mm. his way up through the belts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's, he's actually really good. That's yeah. such good training for kids. Yeah. And I was, yeah, and I was talking to my mom the other day because he has—he's the youngest of three. Mm-hmm. I said that is my nightmare. Yeah. For my younger brother to be skilled in karate. Yeah. Oh, you growing up—that's my nightmare. Done. Yeah. You know, yeah. I said the other boys—they really need to kind of—they need to. How old? <laughs> He's six. He's about to turn six. seven. Oh, my God. Yeah, I need to get my kid in the garage. He's winning, he's winning trophies and stuff. Mm. Yeah. He's awesome. That it's so awesome. good mentally for them, too. Yeah. It wasn't for mine because that's my child. And yeah. This is the same kid that whipped out the recorder in the car today. Yeah. He's like, I got to practice. He said, in the car, I got to practice. He knows no, two he's, songs. He's, he's a little too much of your kid. He's that. very much my kid. Yeah. No, karate, he just wasn't interested in. Yeah. He doesn't focus. When he played basketball, he would stand in the center and just count down with the clock. <laughs> just... we, I we, wish I would have taken it more seriously when I was a kid. Yeah. Karate, yeah. You know, yeah. Mm. Jack was super interested until he learned that you had to like practice for a really mm-hmm. long time. You couldn't just like go get karate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Neo. You know? yeah. like, it's, it's not like that. <laughs> Yeah, he was just like, can I just like do karate? I'm like, well, you have to learn how. Oh, well, yeah, I, I get it. That yeah. part sucks. Well, but we're all from the Karate Kid generation, right? Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Which yeah. really the training montage. You know, thing. you go yeah. from like Bruce Bruce Lee to Chuck Norris, the Karate Kid. Yeah. That is like mm-hmm. the prime era when karate yeah. really became this popular thing. And you see, it's like, these guys are all so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at Daniel Larusso looked just like any of us. Yep, right. Just this scrawny little kid. He you was know, cute. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi was the man. Yes. Man. Pat Morita. Yeah. I saw something the other day that uh, Ruff Macho is older now than Pat was when he played Mr. Miyagi. Really? Wow. Yeah. He still looks good, though. Ruff yeah, Macho looks, does. He looks good. He does. Yeah. Karate uh-huh. yeah. Kid. Man. Yeah. Now Cobra Kai. Have you seen that show? Mm-hmm. Cobra Kai? I didn't love Karate good, yeah. Kid enough to get into it. It's a, it, I mean, and you wouldn't need to have it. It's an interesting exploration. I'm basically like the bad guy from the show mm-hmm. is sort of the main character, mm-hmm. and he's trying to overcome his personal demons because his life spiraled a bit after that whole he's, thing happened. And I think he's the best part of the show. He's absolutely the best mm-hmm. part of the show because yeah. he's this underdog guy that you kind of root for, and yeah. What a cool concept, though, too, of all of these old movies or shows getting a reboot or and whether it works or not that's one of the yeah. few situations where it did work if it's done well I, I'm cool with it if it's just cash grabby then I'm like like the Jackie Chan remake mm. I, I've still not watched it mm. I refuse to watch it wait which Jackie Chan remake they did remake the Karate Kid with Jackie Chan oh, and yeah, uh, no, I think no, Jaden no, no. Smith yeah. oh yeah 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 I won't no. watch it no well uh, Jaden Smith they, it pretty much just that. I like Jackie Chan, no, but no, you're not Mr. Miyagi. It's yeah. not. You're not yeah, Mr. Right. Miyagi. No. Yeah. So I'll try it. It's right. it's better to do like what they did with Cobra Kai, I think, to do something different with the same people, a yeah, different story. Yeah. yeah, like not a redo. Honor the, the original thing and continue the story. That was my problem yeah. with the Ghostbusters yeah. uh, remake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, very fine actresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great director. Uh, Objectively but, not a bad movie, but it... To, I, to ignore the to ignore me, yeah. yeah. Continue in the same right. universe, right? With yeah. new Ghostbusters, don't pretend like it never happened. That was frustrating right. for me. Yeah. So the newer Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife was just fantastic. Oh my yeah. gosh, we just so watched good. that a couple weekends yeah. ago, and he had said he took you the family. You texted me immediately after. I, I don't even think it was done. <laughs> yeah, you're like, 
sobbing. Sobbing. Sobbing at the end. Even Micah was like, why are you crying? I'm like, honey, this is... Yeah. This is childhood My brother saw it first and he texted me after the movie. He goes... I think that's the best ending to a movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Because you're going to love it. Yeah. And, and I just, I did. I mean, I, I did too. Yeah. We went out and bought it pretty immediately. We don't, we don't in streaming mm-hmm. era, you yeah. don't buy too many right. mm-hmm. Blu-rays. Yeah. But like, I need to own that. That yeah. one. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't purchased one for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. first for me in a minute. There's so many that it's just, it's right there. What was the, I'm sure this is a great movie for you guys. You're like, love this one too. Circle of Friends. Do you remember that movie? No. Probably not. Uh, Chris O'Donnell, Mini Driver. Sometime mm. in the 90s. It's a, an Irish love yeah. story. You could. <laughs> no, I'm getting I knew it was the 90s with one. those two. Yeah. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell, Mini Driver. It's a, it, I loved the movie. I loved the book. But you can't, it's not streaming anywhere. Uh. You can't purchase it. I actually saw a copy online and it was like 85 yeah. bucks yeah if it's like a rare one you they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll jack and it I up. saw it in a half price books and got it there. nice there yeah but that's you one of the sell it for 85 bucks no. I like the movie <laughs> I want to watch the movie there when are I want certain to watch soundtracks that are like that too to like you know maybe cocktail we, yeah that was a good one cocktail soundtrack well, I love the cocktail Aruba, soundtrack Jamaica not that song I hated that song what else is on there I can't remember but I don't know tell us you love it I know I did I don't have it anymore one who's all you know now I can't think of anything else besides Kokomo that was on there. Huh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, one of my cameras just went down. That's so exciting. I'm going to help Avery fix that here. You got that? Yeah. Still least important angles. I know. This is tech. Which angle is the least important? Yeah, you kind of... I mean, Jesse's at that angle. So well, what? is it this one? No, no, it's this one it's over this here. One. This one? So, and I just didn't put the power pack on it. So, you know... Power pack! Speaking yeah, of Ghostbusters. Yeah, I know. I, I power pack. Proton. Proton pack. I know, but close. <laughs> no spoilers of Ghostbusters, by the way. I haven't seen the there's ghosts. ghosts. We, we will not, there. we will not. Okay. There's right. ghosts. There's and, and there's people busting said ghosts. Oh it. I was floored at that movie. To me, as a kid, it was always, which would you rather have, a proton pack or a lightsaber? Those are the two coolest weapons. Yeah. Uh, no question for me, because I liked Ghostbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a... It's surprising, I guess, that like the movies in the 80s, that it wasn't kid-friendly by any means. Not at all. And it's funny, I uh, my wife had never seen Ghostbusters, the original. Mm-hmm. So we went back to watch it. And I was a little embarrassed, because I hadn't seen it in a minute, I was a little embarrassed about how creepy Peter Bakeman is yes. <laughs> in the movie. Oh, he's disgusting. She wasn't into it, and I'm like, you know what? He's, you know, he's It hasn't aged well. But yeah. I, but I, in my mind, I love the character of Peter Bakeman. Mm-hmm. He was my, my guy, because Bill yeah. Murray. But like, he's a little... He's a little, he's little, little, little creepy with um, with Dana. Yeah. A little touchy-feely. Little, well, with women little, in general. little won't take no for an answer. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. That's kind of the 80s as a whole, though, I think. I guess... There was a lot of that happening. Yeah, I guess. I was, was that back I up? Was so little, I didn't know it was going on. <laughs> when I saw the movie, I just liked right. it. Right. It was State Book Marshmallow Man Slimer, you know? Well, I think as a generation of women, we're still trying to get over that idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Being yeah. pursued so much to the degree that finally you have no other option than just to go into it, and then you fall in love. <laughs> like, it's romantic. It, very romantic. Yeah, chase me until I have no other option. That's every girl's dream, right there. Yeah, femininity. No. So you've been going through some stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
yeah, like we were saying a little bit ago, there's been uh, a lot of changes mm -hmm. and um, a lot of a lot of pieces in motion, I guess, since the last time I was on the show. Uh, I uh, took a little time away from the bartending industry, and you know, as you guys know, I you know. Uh, been working as a, as a bartender, managing some certain bars in town, started my event company, um, you know, uh, wrote a book, mm -hmm. and then I decided that uh, I needed to step away mm -hmm. and take a break. Um, I, I did so, I, I, I made a little announcement about it mm -hmm. on social media in December. But I decided to step away months prior to that. Um, had to honor a couple commitments. Uh, long story short, um, I was dealing with a lot of uh, heavy emotions, uh, a lot of grief um, from uh, the passing of my father um, in uh, March of 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we just hit the two-year anniversary uh, on the 13th of this month. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, I decided to push it all down, mm -hmm. all the grief and everything, mm -hmm. and just not deal with it. Uh, be strong for the family, yeah. that kind of thing. You know, uh, uh, you know, this is this is what my dad would want. Be strong, and you mm -hmm. know, he was really proud of some of the accomplishments that I had in, in this industry, mm -hmm. and I wanted to keep working. Yeah. So I took on more projects mm -hmm. and more projects, and through it all, you know, I was feeling pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm really sad. Uh, I'm, I'm grieving the mm -hmm. loss of my father, but I'm feeling like I'm moving, keep moving forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is what dad would want. This is what dad would want. And, um, you know, all the while, I'm seeing um, a diagnosis from my childhood slowly creep back into mm -hmm. my reality. Um, when I was very young, I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm. And it played a very, very large role in my childhood. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was a debilitating uh, condition for me when I was a kid. I was constantly worried that something bad would happen uh, to people that I cared about mm -hmm. if I didn't touch things mm -hmm. a certain amount of times. Mm -hmm. I had to touch you as many times. Mm -hmm. Certain numbers represent good. Yeah. Certain numbers represent bad. So, you know, and it was getting out of hand when I was mm -hmm. a kid. We didn't know what it was. This was the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, we didn't hear What about is that. obsessive compulsive disorder? Mm -hmm. Right. Let alone how do you treat it? Right. Um, because everybody was mentally healthy at that time. Right. Everybody you just put kids on Ritalin, yeah. and now yeah, you're all good. Yeah, feeding some pills in their fog. Yeah. Or they're just, or they're just bad kids. Yeah, yeah. My parents were amazing. They did yeah. not know what it was. But we were going to figure it out, damn it. Mm. Yeah. And so they were driving me an hour and a half to oh, wow. to to, to, wow. to find certain doctors, mm -hmm. trial and error with a lot of medications. You know, and the side effects that come along with them. Mm -hmm. It was really, really, really difficult. I remember there was one medication that I took, and it didn't work. I could not urinate while on this medication. Oh, wow. And I had to wait for it to pass out of my system before wow. I could. Needless to say, we didn't stick with that. But mm -hmm. that was the kind of stuff I had to deal with as a kid, and they're still learning what to put mm -hmm. you on. It was really tough. And um, this was probably about 1992, 93, when I was, they finally figured out what it was. Mm -hmm. Obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, it took about a year longer to really settle into finding the right medication. Mm -hmm. All in all, it was like five or six years of my childhood mm -hmm. that, now, now I had a great childhood in so mm -hmm. many ways. Uh, loving household, amazing parents, you know, and, and, and just 
this was wonderful. Um, but I really missed out on being able to just be a kid for that chunk of time. Because it's the, it's the intrusive, invasive thoughts mm -hmm. that you're dealing with, and you don't know what it is. You know, like you'd go to church, and then, you know, for some reason, the way home from church, you'd be having these thoughts in your head, like, I hate God. Mm -hmm. You're a little kid, you're like, I, well, I don't. This is terrifying. Right. You know, I want something bad to happen to these people that I care about. No, I don't. How do I make wow. this go away? You right. have this urge to touch something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And everything is assigned to these numbers. And it was out of hand, it was out of control. Yeah. Uh, it was a really, really difficult time in my life. Um, and we finally got it under control when I was maybe like 94, mm -hmm. 93, 94, seventh grade. And um, that was it, I was on medication for a while, mm -hmm. through my teenage years, uh, stopped medication, stopped seeing a therapist, throughout the majority of my 20s, my 30s. I felt, okay, well, I still have it. Mm -hmm. It presents itself sometimes yeah. once in a while, but something I'd live with. And Did you notice, like, there were triggers during that time, or? No, I mean, you know, I, I still dealt with anxiety, as most people yeah. do, you know, but nothing out of control, nothing mm -hmm. really that, that was, you know, you know, if I was really stressed about something, maybe mm -hmm. I would, you know, have, like, uh, intrusive thoughts or mm -hmm. something, but I really wasn't acting on it, and right. I felt that I had it under control, and I was proud that I had it under control. Mm -hmm. I felt I beat it. Yeah. I live with it, but I beat it. And, and I wasn't afraid to talk about it because I felt that I had it under mm -hmm. control. Mm -hmm. um, so throughout the process of my dad battling cancer and then him ultimately passing, um, you know, I had moments where it would present itself. But I felt, okay, I, I adjusted myself with the medication. I started mm -hmm. taking it again. I felt okay. Um, then when dad passed, uh, even though he, he had been battling cancer, it still seemed sudden. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but like I said, I pushed it all down. Yeah taking on projects, working, working, working yeah. throughout that time frame. Um, since 2020, March mm -hmm. of 2020, two years now, um, I started seeing it creep back in. Mm -hmm. And I started having less and less control over it. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it reached a point where um, I, like I said, I was, I was taking on all these projects maybe about six months after Dad passed. Um, like that following fall, mm -hmm. it just... I, had, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I I, I, was, I felt that it was um, you know, I was taking on too much. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to admit defeat, and I didn't want to tell anybody about yeah. it. So I struggled in silence for about a year. Now I worked really hard. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I worked really hard in this industry to establish myself as as a hard worker, mm -hmm. somebody that's you know uh, dedicated mm -hmm. and talented at what they do, and dependable. And all of a sudden. The idea of working an eight-hour shift, let alone carrying out an event, mm -hmm. gives me anxiety. Mm -hmm. Because I was afraid, and it's happened multiple times, that I couldn't make it through that shift without having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And it turned into, well, where's Jesse? Mm -hmm. Jesse's in the bathroom having a panic attack, but nobody knows about it. And i got to get my shit together to come back out to hide it. I was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. It was easy to talk about when I thought I had a beat. Mm -hmm. sure. Couldn't talk about it. I didn't even really tell my wife about it. She knew a little bit. Yeah. More yeah. than anybody else, of course. Right. Yeah. She didn't know how bad it was. And so I was really worried over the last year or so, when, you know, well, a year and a half now, I was really worried that all of my hard work that I have done was unraveling. Mm -hmm. You know, people were going to think that I wasn't dependable. People were going to think that I, you know, because I hopped around for a couple jobs. Mm -hmm. And instead of feeling comfortable talking to somebody about it, I would just quit the job. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and 
I was worried that everything was going to come unraveled. Mm-hmm. You know, my reputation yeah. was going to become undone or something like, well, you know, he's not dependable, he's not a hard mm-hmm. worker or whatever. And, and it, it, it ate at me, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because I, my work ethic is, means a lot to me, mm-hmm. sure. you know, and my, my dependability means a lot to me. And, and it was, I just, I was struggling so much and I was, you know, still having to follow through in these events that I, that I planned and I would have, I was trying to work because you have to work right. and I just couldn't <clears throat> do it. Mm-hmm. It was all crumbling. Um, last, this past fall, uh, it was early in the fall, late summer, early fall, I decided I, I need to step away. Mm-hmm. I have to stop doing everything. I had a couple of stuff, a couple of events, like I said, mm-hmm. the cocktail competition yep. at UMC, which was yep. awesome. That was a tough day. Yeah. I was there in front of so many people that, that I knew mm-hmm. and I was a mess. I kept going off to the bathroom and poking and prodding. Mm-hmm. Because I thought I, I felt something going on, you know, and that's how it presented itself. Now, mm-hmm. my OCD was back full force, yeah. and I was an anxious mess. Like I said, having panic mm-hmm. attacks, constantly worried that something bad was going to happen to me or people that I cared about. Mm-hmm. Because when you're I was, when I was a kid, when you're a kid, my greatest fear was something bad happening to people that I love. Mm-hmm. This happened to my dad, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and. My dad was my best friend, and he was my biggest supporter. I belonged with my mother. I loved them both dearly, but my dad was just my best buddy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just would go to concerts together. We'd go to ball games together. We'd hang out. We'd just talk on the phone all the time. Go out and have beers, you know, and he was, he was my buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And damn, my dad hit hard. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, my dad, had, they found stage four cancer mm-hmm. when it already spread, and it was too late. Yeah. So I had no control over mm-hmm. being terrified that I was dying. I was terrified when Christina would go to the doctor, when my dogs would have to go to the vet. Mm-hmm. I could not handle the thought of catching something too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was obsessed with, okay, if something's happened, we got to catch it early. Yeah. We got to catch it early. The control. The control over it. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I would poke and pride on my head if I'd feel a bump. Yeah. If I feel a sore spot in my back, I was terrified everything was cancer. Yeah. Everything. I was terrified. And... Um, during this time, somebody close to me in my life had a cancer scare, mm-hmm. and that was hard on me too. Yeah. I can't imagine how hard it was on them. Right. Yeah. This I care very much about this person, mm-hmm. and this was very difficult for me. Um, I have a very dear friend that is that is battling cancer right now, you know, and it's just I know it's a reality of life that these things happen, but I, the thing with OCD is it's a chemical imbalance in your brain mm-hmm. and you can't control it. Yeah, you know, and it's hard to have a breakdown over the course of a year, a long-standing, continuous breakdown, along with little mini breakdowns, whenever you are in the line of work that I am in, and you're always in front of people, mm-hmm. you know? And I knew people were wondering what was going on with me. So I made a really difficult decision to go public with it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that was scary. Yeah. I still don't know how I was able to do that. Um, it scares me thinking about it because I remember you, you're you you posting about it and just being like, "Yeah, dude, it's unbelievable the the guts that it takes to, to to do that." And then it shouldn't take guts to do that, but it does. And you know, I admire the hell out of you for doing mm-hmm. it. That means a lot. I appreciate it. I mean, that's why I'm talking with you guys about it right now because you guys, uh, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But you guys have you know been there for me, and I really appreciate that um, very much. And I feel comfortable talking to you guys about it. We've had this, we've talked about yeah. it before. This yeah. isn't the first time we've talked about it. That's why this is so easy right. for me. Right. 
Um, well, and you and I talked about it that day of the competition. We talked about the competition. You know, later on, I may mm. be like, oh, shit, I can't believe I went on their show and talked about it. You know what I mean? But this is good for me. It is. To talk about it. Let me guess. She used her mutant ability to, like, sense your, your feelings and go, something's wrong. Isn't she, knew. She, she knew. She knew. That, that day, my dog She's... was at the emergency vet with something going on with him. Man. There was just... It's just a pile of anxiety yeah. already. I did not want to be there. Yeah. And it was just like, this is the thing that I worked so hard yeah. to put on. And yeah. But anyway, so I went public with it. And that was really, really difficult. And I, I asked my wife, like, should I do this? Mm-hmm. Because I wanted people to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody that knew me knew the last year or so. Like, Jesse's not been himself, right? mm-hmm. you know? My work ethic was not the same. My dependability was not the same. I wasn't as good of a friend to people. Mm-hmm. I acted out of character sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? I had anger issues from dealing, stemming with the grief bubbling up and exploding mm-hmm. out, of, yeah. out, of, out of me. And it was just, I was a mess. And trying to hold it together, hiding behind a smile, you know what I mean? All yeah. the time. All the time. And uh, I wanted people to know, like, hey, this is what's been going on, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I haven't been myself. I wanted everybody to know my whole story, and I posted mm-hmm. it on my Instagram, and I posted it up on Facebook, and it's like, okay, everybody that knows me knows now, mm-hmm. and I, 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 my hope was that maybe people who thought that I was always this happy-go-lucky guy would see that there's more than going on. Maybe we could help start a conversation to normalize like mental health mm-hmm. issues with men mm-hmm. and in the bartending industry, yeah. and. Um, Maybe it would help me to mm-hmm. talk about it. Maybe it could help other people yeah. to hear. Like, oh, I thought Jesse was always happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe it could help. And, man, I was scared. I was scared shitless. Mm. I was scared so much to, to put that out there. Um, very few people in my life up to that point knew that I had OCD. Mm-hmm. I mean, less than 10 yeah. people in my life. And that's including my immediate family, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And... Um, it was so hard to talk about because I was worried that people would perceive it as a weakness or they would judge me for it. Um, and ultimately, there may be some of that. Mm-hmm. There may be some people out there that do. And uh, what I had to kind of come to terms with is I don't care. Mm-hmm. What a great litmus test, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, it right? Is. It really yeah. is. If you think that makes me yeah. weak or if you think that you're going to judge me you, for man. my <laughs> mental health issues, yeah, I don't care. You don't. And yeah. my God, so many people... Like the the outpouring of love and support. Yeah, I, I can almost tear up right now just thinking about it. It meant so much to me. You know, people like you know, you guys have been wonderful. You know, and people in the hospitality industry reached out. You know, like I mean, I can name people forever, but I just I there's so many people that were just there for me in different aspects and different avenues of my life, and it touched me. And people were reaching out and saying. Like I have OCD or my yeah. kid has OCD. Mm-hmm. Thank you for talking about this. Thank you. I'm like, that means, that it continues to mean so much to me. Yeah. And, and I still, when I go back from time to time um, and read some of those messages, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it just, it, I didn't know that so many people cared about me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, obviously I knew that my close friends did and my family did. But it was it was truly the most humbling, um, wonderful experience that I could have ever hoped for out of this. Yeah. It was it was just beautiful, and it me- it means so much to me. Yeah. Um, so that made me feel better about it. Mm-hmm. 
but then it's okay. I got to get better. Yeah. You know, I felt better about the post. I have to get better. So, um, I started seeing uh, a couple therapists. Mm -hmm. I uh, adjusted my medication and I changed it up really for something that was more yeah. specific for dealing with what I was doing. But there were stretches of time um, over the last six, seven months where I couldn't get out of bed for two weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's difficult to admit. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, uh, Thanksgiving into the holidays was just, I, you know, nobody saw me, you know, mm -hmm. it just like I would, you know, it was just, it was, it was the struggle, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, it's, it's, it's the still very, very um, prominent in my mind, am I going to die anytime mm -hmm. something is wrong? Yeah. And it's the obsession of I have to feel for lymph nodes, because if you have swollen lymph nodes, mm -hmm. that means you have cancer. If you have an ache or a pain, yeah. I'm looking for stuff. I'm Googling stuff. I can't mm -hmm. stop. I cannot stop. It's consuming my life. I'm staying up all hours of night and I'm poking and prodding on my head until I'm literally giving myself bruises and I'm swelling up. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with, are my eyes yellow? That means I have jaundice. That means that I have liver cancer. Oh, like what if I have a cancer that you can't diagnose by any symptoms? Right. Yeah. What if there's that? There's all of these things and it, you know, you find relief maybe from one thing and you're on to the next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was doctor appointments. I'm spending a fortune. We're, me and my wife are spending a fortune. I'll be going to the doctor just to get peace of mind. Literally, I walk out of the doctor's office within five minutes and I'm on to the new thing. Right. What yeah. was that? Mm -hmm. what, what was that That twitch? Yeah. yeah. What is this? What is that? Yeah. I mean, it's it's crippling. Yeah. It's crippling. Yeah. You can't, I couldn't can't live my anything. life. How am I going to, to work, you know? Yeah. And so... During those times, I would go back and read somebody's messages of encouragement, you know, the texts, yeah. um, the, 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 the messages online, the comments, you know, and people would continue to call me, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and check in on me. And I've been able to tell some people that, you know, and I haven't been able to tell everybody that, but for, you know, and, I, and I'm going to continue to tell everyone, but mm -hmm. it means so much to me. Yeah. And that got me through. Mm -hmm. That got me through. Mm -hmm. Sometimes from unexpected people, unexpected mm -hmm. places that I didn't even know that well. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, I'm working on myself. I'm, I'm, I'm taking medication. I'm seeing a therapist specifically for my OCD. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a therapist to work on my grief. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's been a process. It's been a slow process, but I, I'm feeling pretty good. good. It's not gone away. No. It never will go away. Right. But the idea is through exposure therapy to like, all right, that felt weird. Leave it alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sit with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let it let it pass because the idea with OCD is you do you give into whatever the compulsion is mm -hmm. and then you get minimal relief for a fleeting amount of time and then it's the new thing mm -hmm. so you have to exposure response therapy and you have to continue to, to fight and battle that um, and I'm getting back to a good place and I didn't know when I was going to get back into bartending hospitality mm -hmm. events the public eye so right. to speak um, but a good friend of mine, a good friend of all of ours, uh, Greg Hansberry, reached out to me for um, uh, a cocktail competition that he was doing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, listen, man, he goes, I know you might not be ready for this, but mm -hmm. I'm looking for somebody to coach me in this. And I told him, I was like, there's not many people I'll do this for, but I'll do it for you. Yeah. You know, I said, I can't guarantee you what I'm going to be able to give you, mm -hmm. but I'm going to, you know, try my best with you. And we were getting together and working on stuff. And... You know, just being around him, he's such a like a fun, bubbly mm -hmm. guy, and just he's just that he's, laugh. He's become yeah, he's become such a good friend of mine, and 
He's actually coming over to the house later today, oh, bringing cool. his kids to Aww. play with the dogs. Um, <laughs> but he's become such a good friend of mine, and getting together with him and just laughing and joking, mm-hmm. uh, because I had really been around a lot of people yeah. for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Staying at home, seeing the immediate family, the occasional friend, that's about it. Mm-hmm. And really getting that together with him and we're working on recipes, we're doing cocktails mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, it was just so good for me. It was mm-hmm. so good for my healing. Yeah. And uh, I realized how much I missed it. Mm-hmm. So we go to the competition and he's doing the competition, and it was so fun to watch him there. And I saw so many people for the first time in months. Mm-hmm. And so many people were, like, just hugging me, like, happy to see me. Like, I, I would just, like, keep it together, man. Mm-hmm. You know? It that meant so much to me. Like, shit, man. Like, I, people missed me. Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, you know, I had uh, a friend of mine, uh, Sean Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. who was really supportive of me during this time. And he said... You know, it was really, he was expressing to me how much it meant to, to like, see me post and stuff online again, mm-hmm. you know? And that just, like, hearing that stuff and feeling that people missed me, didn't forget about me, mm-hmm. really was, was cool. And slowly but surely, over the last couple months, been getting back into things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, I'm trying not to bite off more than I can chew. Right. Uh, but I've started working at uh, the Rossi, mm-hmm. which is wonderful there uh, the um, management my boss there is wonderful the staff is great love the bar and I was very honest and open with them mm-hmm. about what I've been going yeah. through so let's not good you know I can't do doubles right now mm-hmm. can't do super long shifts mm-hmm. but I can work an eight-hour shift mm-hmm. which is something I couldn't have done six months ago yeah and um, so I'm feeling better about stuff and you know and I posted about that recently and just the people are really supportive which is really cool um, you know, people are, you know, excited to see me back and that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've, you know, started doing some events again, a little bit here and there, not too much, but mm-hmm. it feels so good to be back. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, un- it's unfortunate that, you know, there are some people, um, there's one in particular, one person that I expected to be very supportive. I'm not going to say who it is, mm-hmm. uh, but you guys know who it is. Um, it's somebody that I really expected to be in the forefront of being supportive and being a, a friend for me. And uh, this person uh, didn't reach out to me at all during this time, mm-hmm. as you know. Uh, and then, you know, I found out that... Um, they were talking poorly about me to people and making light, maybe making fun mm-hmm. of my mental health struggles. Um, that was difficult for me to find out. Uh, and I knew that there would be some of that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't expect it there. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so, uh, you know, talking to my wife talking to my therapist and really trying to figure out what to do in this scenario, um, you know, we all decided it's very important to cut out negativity from my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so to surround myself with the support and the love mm-hmm. and that I can heal. Uh, so I made the decision to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, that is important for me. Uh, as disappointing as it is, there is so much love and support out there and that's what I need in my life. Mm-hmm. And there's not you know, the negativity. And if I find out there is any more from any other sources, then I have to do the same route. Right. That doesn't help me, and that's not good for my growth right. mm-hmm. and my healing. Um, 
it's just disappointing. Um, you know, I'm sure anybody listening to this with a little detective work can figure out who I'm talking about, probably. But it's Heather Graham. <laughs> yeah, it's Heather Graham. But it's Heather Graham. Um, Heather. But but there's you know, there may be more of that somewhere. But so be it. So be it. But you are like I said at this point, can't happen. No. Yeah. You're can't setting happen. boundaries that most people never do. I know I don't. I mean, I I know for a fact there's probably a lot of people that I should be setting those type of boundaries with. It's hard. It's hard to set boundaries like that. And I mean, I've I've done similar boundaries, yeah. and, and it's yeah. it's it it sucks. It but it hurts. at some point, it, it it's more productive for you to remove those sources of negativity from from your world, and so you don't have to stare them in the face and be beaten down by them all the time, and and. And move on with the things that do make you feel good about what. Yeah, you're doing. you have to, and that's something that I, yeah. that I, probably. I mean, I, I've always tried to, like I said, respect and loyalty is important. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and it's very important to me. I've, I've always tried to surround myself with positivity the best as possible. But there's been times that you're just around people and that bring out the negativity yeah. in you and. And, and through my this healing and this process, I realized I can't have that. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-mm. No excuses. Yeah. You know, and you know, let the chips fall where they may with that. But uh, you know, there's you know, if um, you're gonna make light of my struggles, mm-hmm. then you don't belong in my life. Right. You know, and um, you know, especially when there's people that are just like, you know, I mean have just been amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, so, you know, it's, 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 uh, and I'm st- still a work in progress and I'm still, mm-hmm. I'm still moving forward. Not um, yet. not done yet. <laughs> and I don't think I ever will be, nope. you know, and this doesn't mean like, okay, all of a sudden I'm perfect and I'm never going to make mistakes or right. I'm not going to be in the wrong or something. Congratulations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You gotta, right. yeah. I'm just, I'm doing the best <clears throat> I can yeah. yep. and I'm trying to get back to the Jesse that I know that I can be and that I want to be. Mm-hmm. And that was Working on that first was important, and then it's like, okay, let me try to get back to what I love doing. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're with me, like mm-hmm. uh, you're with me, and I love mm-hmm. you for it. And if you're not, okay, yeah. you know, just, then we're not gonna we're not gonna right. deal with each other. Yeah, you know, and that's just the way it is. Um, it's the way it has to be, mm-hmm. right? It's, but it is hard to set it to is. set boundaries yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But you know, it's been. 99% to 1%. Right. You know? Right. I think what's, what we had discussed, you know, before coming on here is just so much of what you are doing and it is your struggle, but by being public about it is that you've opened up conversations that you're probably still not even fully aware of, of from other people. You know, it's, it's one of those things that when you, when you finally open up about your woes or your griefs to somebody, chances are... Well, You're like going to run if, into somebody if, that has the same. If that guy can do it, then then why can't I open it up right. about it? You know why can't you know why can't I do? It? And that's that's honestly that's the best attitude to mm-hmm. try to spread with this is like is I think so many people, the world's hard these days, mm-hmm. and there's everybody a lot. is suffering. Everybody's hurting a little bit yeah. right now, man. And or like, a lot of yeah. it. Positivity <laughs> is in is in drastically short supply, yeah. and it's needed. And and it's like, yeah, like, man. If I can, if I can help one person, mm-hmm. yeah. By talking about my struggle, yeah. and that's and help myself along the way, right? Then it's amazing, and uh, I hope that I can, you know. And, and the more I've thought about this, I like okay, look, I'll, I'll wear the struggle, my struggles as a badge of pride, 
and I'll be open about it. And like I said, this is, you know, it's easy to talk to you guys. But it's like, oh, wait a minute, we're recording this. Yeah. People are going to see this, mm -hmm. you know, and that gives me a little bit of anxiety, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to push through that if, if somebody watching this says, oh, you know, that's, I'm not alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or maybe I'll talk to somebody about this now, then it's all worth it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? But it's not just, it's not just OCD. You are not just that. You are, right. you're still this, this beautiful package yeah. <laughs> that happens to be going through something. You know, yeah. and I like, yep. I think yeah. that that's what, I'm OCD and depression and anxiety. But so many people do, they right? Do. Yeah, well, and, and that's that's your own view of things from yourself because those yeah. are the things that you hear all day, every day, and you're the only one that hears them, right? Yeah. So it's like it's so hard to get past those voices. But yeah, but but you, I I I see you as more than that for sure. I see that as a part of the whole. But I think too, yeah. you and I are very similar in our positive nature, and that it's like. Let's go out there and shine all the time because we are on constantly. That it's hard to, yeah, yeah. it's hard to be public. That guess what? I don't. I have to take a pill every day to, to make it through. And then like, and then they're seeing some people for the first time. They're like, "How are you?" Yeah, you're like, like "Don't do that." <laughs> don't, don't do that. Like that's where you just fart on. Right. But you're right. But that was part of the fear. Was that yeah. now I'm just going to be viewed as this. This ball broken, of, fragile yeah. yes. thing. Less yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. go to yeah. And you can't control that. That's out of my control. No. Right. That's out of my control. Right. Um, and that was part of the risk that you take. Mm -hmm. You know. But it's, I mean, it's been healing for me. Right. To continue to talk about it. And yeah. I'm at the point now where, you know, I've had some, some friends that I've seen for the first time. They're mm -hmm. like, you know, do you want to talk? Can you talk about it? Absolutely. Right. Let's talk about it. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, it just it's a little scary whenever it's like people that don't that you don't know. Yeah. You know? But um Well Heather Graham. Heather Graham. She knows. Yeah, Heather Graham knows. She's she watches every one of our shows. She watches everyone. Um, They're gonna so say something bad about me, I know I'm it. I'm a horrible person. She's writing it all down. <laughs> Heather Graham is a is a very talented individual. She is, I'm sorry, Heather. No no beef on my part. She's but um not sorry. <laughs> She's not sorry. Um but yeah. No, I so. I just love that that you are you are willing to say something. Yep. And it's not you talk about weakness, and I think that that's knowing that I have a personal struggle with that too. That's why I like kicking and punching things, and I'm very well aware of that, because I'm scared of appearing weak. I and see it as strength, personally. The ability yeah. to, to see something that you have that is hard and identify it out loud and say, this might be something that, that you see me struggle through at some point, mm -hmm. but... I'm still here. I appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah. I mean, cause as I, I think I told you guys the other day, you know, that was something I struggled with, and it's worth mentioning here that, you know, as much as I consider myself to be a progressive, you know, person, and, and you know, and, and all of these things that are, you know, and just you know, and a feminist, and all of these things that are important to me in my life mm -hmm. today, I, I struggle. I struggle very much, and I realize that I have an old school idea of what masculinity is mm -hmm. and what it is to be a man yeah. where you don't show weakness mm -hmm. and that whole thing right and um i had to get that out of my head mm -hmm. you know because it's like all right that's bullshit mm -hmm. yeah you know i'm not being weak i'm fighting this yeah. right i'm gonna be strong. stronger um you know and like i said i mean I, i'm flattered that you, you consider it a strength that that feels good to hear that 
it does. Um, I still struggle with it a little bit. You know, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like, okay, you know, but I had to remind myself that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you can't struggle in silence. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Like, you you can, you're a man. Be a man and fight this. Mm Yeah. Right? And talk about it and help other people. That's strength. Right. But I have to remind myself of that because it is, it is. It doesn't feel. You know, on the on the days, you know, and, and, and there are more good days than bad now. Yeah. But on the day when I just, the days that I just don't want to get out of bed, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, be a man and fight it, but yeah. you, you can also talk some shit about it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You talk yeah. shit in a fight, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Talk, talk, I'll talk shit about this all, all, all yeah. day long. Damn <laughs> OCD. But, yeah. um, but it's, you know, it's, it feels good to talk about it. It feels good to be public about it. And, um, uh, it's weird. It's, it's very weird. It's something that I've, that I've had. I'm 40 years old and mm-hmm. I've had this since I was five or six yeah. and to actually be talking about it so publicly now right. and um, yeah. it's odd yeah it's odd yeah right. but um, but if 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 I can do some good mm-hmm. and like I said and, and heal myself at the same time then it's man it's awesome yep. and also coming out of our parents generation where you, you just don't say anything you don't you yeah. don't admit to any weakness you don't talk about these things I mean yeah and now I think we're we're raising this generation, and you know, at least seeing as my teenager grows up, you know that there's it's okay to talk about things, yep. yeah. and it's okay to struggle, and to see them being out and open about the struggles yeah. and the challenges. It's like you guys are learning things the right way. Yeah, and it's Admitting still it's not easier, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. especially with your kids, man. Oh, yeah. Lord. yeah. Yeah. And being able to tell them, like, you know what, we struggle too. Yeah. We've got challenges as yeah, well, and, and it's Don't okay. Mind that shit. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Of course. You're awesome. <sighs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do my part, you know. You are. You very much are. Yep. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Everybody at this table's kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah. I'd cheer, but you won't let me have my big water bottle, so I'm not. I'll cheer. Love you guys. Thank you. you Love you too. I don't can't. There was nothing in that. (laughs) 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 I got something out of it, so I guess that's good luck. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having us. Um, Absolutely. But you know, I would like to add that uh, you know, if anybody you know like watching this. needs or wants to reach out to me talk yeah. about anything please feel free to do so you know yeah. on social media or whatever I'm happy to talk and yeah. show up at your front door and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or if, honestly if you need help it's okay to reach yeah. out to whoever is yeah. in your life yeah. it's it's cool right. yeah. I mean if that's one of us great if that's yeah. not one of us great just reach out yeah don't, so, don't do it in silence you're not alone mm-hmm. yeah the world's yeah. hard right now on everybody and I bet you there's other people you know that are going through something too. so love yourself be good we love you Boxland Media. Think big.